So, uh, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Morning Metro. It is July uh, 2nd, 2021. And I'm here with uh, my friend Cappy, as always. So, hello, Cappy. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Uh, by the way, really quick um, little thing uh, I think you'd appreciate. Uh, one of my friends who likes listening to our show said that he was uh, enjoying last week's episode and said that oh, uh, that's good. Uh, he said that the morning metro is very chill. And I thought that was really, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was very cool that it's a very chill show and we get to basically, we're in control of what we get to talk about because we all know we can't really control what we hear in the news so we're gonna try to you know bring some sanity and just you know a regular good old talk show that's calm and whatever so um this is weird i have to look at this screen um uh, for those of you who are listening via audio we have to look i have to look at uh this one monitor and cappy's actually on a different monitor but for sake of obs capturing and stuff and how he views me there's like basically two cameras looking at me so that he sees me and stream sees me and it's very like yeah, it's very interesting <laughs> all together. But um, yeah, so uh, I guess starting things off, Cappy, how are you? How's your day, morning, whatever? I, I know it's not really the morning anymore, obviously. I mean, it's funny. It's called the morning metro, but then I posted it like a really bizarre time. But I guess whenever you listen to it, it could be morning, I guess. It could be. But how are you? Uh, doing good. Just chilling out, checking out Windows 11 uh, and sorry for yes. you. So. Yes, actually, that would be a really good way to start off. Um uh start off our, our subject a little bit but i'm doing all right i'm sleepy i woke up i slept in late as kind of the usual I, i'm not a morning person it's funny i have um, a show it's i have a show called the morning med show and i'm not a morning person <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I i slept in until nine today so i've been up for a few hours now i'm uh, just mm. messing around with windows 11 and yeah yeah so much it yeah, so I guess we're gonna jump in. So you you installed Windows 11 after having an hour long discussion about it um, last week, and I was kind of like I was thinking. So I've always had this thought about like uh, user interfaces and kind of the, the the pros and cons and things that I've ran into. But um, I guess after having Windows 11 for the first like 24 hours or so, like. From a user interface, which is what we're kind of talking a little bit today, um, although we could always go somewhere else depending on things go. How does it feel? Like, how does it look and feel, honestly? Um, so I was talking in your uh, Discord with uh, another person, and I was mentioned. I mentioned to you last night that to me it feels like an Ubuntu interface. Um, mm. I've used uh, Ubuntu and oh, Pop Ubuntu. OS. Ubuntu is so fun. I also and... like uh, Debian. Is a great. That's a great one. Yeah. Super easy. And to me, it feels akin to like an Ubuntu interface rather than like a Windows interface, like a traditional Windows interface where you have the start menu in the lower mm. left hand corner and then uh, all your apps and other things like that. Now, yeah. I moved mine to the left because that's just yeah, muscle I mean, memory for me. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's something and, that I yeah, that's something I want to quick like touch on because familiarity and uis is always like a plus and stuff and yeah when i was watching the video from linus about the video the the start menu being in the middle i was like oh no you're not trying to look like because i was like this is like apple like are we trying is are they trying to go the apple route like um, i I've, i don't want to yes. change <laughs> yes and no 
uh, unlike <laughs> Apple, where it's stuck down in the middle and there is no start menu. Yeah. Uh, Windows obviously has start menu, but they changed a lot around where you have to click on the start menu and then click in the upper right hand corner. Oh my gosh. All apps. But uh, that that's one thing I really had to get used to. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I really liked about it is that let's say you just install a random program that runs in the background and you only need it a few times. You mm-hmm. can actually pin it to to uh, the start menu, so to speak, and then oh. you can just scroll up or down and it'll be right there. Interesting. Yeah, because, um, you so know, that that. That's one thing I really liked about I like about Windows 11 and that uh, user interface. That's um, good, especially for like educational or enterprise uh, people who work in that mm-hmm. aspect of where they have like SCCM clients or Software Center. You can just pin it right directly there, and users yeah. just have to click on that and then off yeah. to the races. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because I, I like it. Yeah, because like my. My uh, taskbar is, you know, being a content creator, you've got a lot of stuff. Also, um, for some reason, the Minecraft uh, um, game itself, like, I have to pin that. I have to pin the launcher to the taskbar because, like, I can't seem to find it any other way. And uh, subsequently, um, the 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 Minecraft application still runs in my roaming.minecraft. And I've, I've actually held on to this same folder for... Like some of these files, uh, there's one file in here that says like it goes back to 2015. So I've had this install of Minecraft since then, uh, <laughs> which is yeah. a really long time. Um, but you know, I I like familiarity in interfaces. I don't adapt well when something changes. And um, like for example, you know, if I I went to my note from my Note 4 to my Samsung S10e. And I had to relearn like some menus and, yeah. you know, and that's, that's difficult. Cause that's a lot of time spent trying to understand how, um, how the interface works. And, you know, there, there's certain companies that like ace doing interfaces. Like Apple has always seemed like they, they ace doing an interface like really super well. Their, their iPhones, iPhones don't change. Um, Apple computers never change. It seems like, you know, everything is where it should be. And then to, you know, realize that things like the start menu on Windows is going to a different part of the screen. I was like, crap, if I have to like, because then it's like, okay, so to make the Windows start menu go back to the left, you just keep adding icons and adding icons and adding icons. It just stretches (laughs) a little bigger, 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 you know? Um, I mean, you could... You could do that as well. I mean, if you if <laughs> that you have be, a long I mean, apps I've got enough icons for it. It's definitely possible. Um, actually, I never counted. I mean, I, let's see. I have let's see. That's a search, and then that's Cortana. So that's and then that's the task queue. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. 24 25 26 27 icons on my taskbar um I, I i hardly ever have any icons on my taskbar now for my personal computer now for my work computer i probably have about i want to say 15 to 20 oh wow that's crazy 
Um, well, I have links for like all my websites that yeah, I need to go through. I mean, through, yeah, like, not, um, that's out of convenience, obviously. Yeah. Um, I've always found it funny when people unlock their taskbar and it's like two icon stacks high. <laughs> I have seen, I've seen it. Um, but what I find uh, interesting, you know, um, and going back to talking about like you know Android interfaces. Um, so my dad has an LG V20. And LG's interface is actually like I don't even feel I don't even feel like I'm using Android. That's how different it feels. Yeah. Um, because so, I, I go ahead and then I'll. Uh, well, I was gonna say was like you know getting to settings menu and then finding say if you were trying to find um like a theme just for the sake of argument here. Um, my dad did something on his phone where the entire like user interface went to like this weird dark mode thing and he's like i have no idea how to change this back and in samsung's world of things um i actually don't know if i know how to get to this so i can even do this while i'm sitting here um not currently i could i could find this but somewhere in there there's a way to change like the layout you know like your home screen and oh that's what it's called in in android it's called home or samsung is called home screen and you can change um, the home screen settings like really super easily, you know, and there's no problem. Well, uh, LG calls it themes, which I didn't know, and mm -hmm. trying to find a way to revert it back, um, like was impossible even with Google searching. So, you know, it's I I, I kind of hate when they go on when companies go on like these special snowflake you know as i'll say like interface changes it's like where is the darn menu yeah you know um i don't know what you're gonna say go ahead and jump in with whatever you're gonna say here and i'll just listen <laughs> lg is actually no longer making phones anymore right yeah, yeah i did hear that yeah um which sucks because anybody that has an lg phone well i guess you got to switch over now to something um but yeah i just you know and and also too i mean you know the the, the guys my, my dad has had a stroke for those of you who didn't didn't know he's had two of them and quadro bypass heart surgery and all that and um for somebody you know his his brain's a little bit you know obviously different slightly and understanding uh interfaces is difficult for him um and sometimes accessibility interfaces aren't like i mean he doesn't use any accessibility as far as i know other than like the blue light filter i guess some like app he downloads like a blue light filter and there's something else too um but <clears throat> you know i don't know what accessibility features it has and stuff but you know i feel like even if you've gone through something like that your phone should still be able to stay understandable and um i kind of wish sometimes there was a way to like i don't it'd be really interesting if there was a way if you turn on um accessibility on any device or any computer it would ask like you know, okay, what do you have trouble with specifically? And just kind of target that that particular thing. Um, so for me, really quick, um, like, I'm dyslexic, and if I played, like, Genshin Impact, the character names, I can't read them. Or the places, I can't read them because I have trouble pronouncing it. So I feel like I'm missing out on getting attached to a character or a place because I can't read the names, and that's part of the storytelling of it. And so sometimes I wish there was a way that there would be like, you know, in any game or, or whatever, it says like, what do you deal with? 
and how can we and then it just changes the game just slightly for i don't know if you want to jump in with that cappy but you know just changes the interface or the experience for you no i i do agree with that because i work in the school district and we have a special education program mm -hmm. um and we deal with all kinds of disabilities for students autism um, mental disabilities, learning disabilities, mm -hmm. uh, so on and so forth. And sometimes we do have to get special programs like on Apple, on Apple devices, like a communication iPad, so on and so forth mm -hmm. for specific students, especially nonverbal autists. Um, and that that's one thing that that's a prevalent issue. Like, I think. I think when it comes to technology and user interfaces, I think we still have leaps and bounds that we could go through. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, ex especially with AI, I think that if we do like more advanced learning or um, mm -hmm, like behavioral sorry. learning stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I I really think that we're just on the cusp of like where accessibility can be specialized for yeah. each individual user. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and, oh, go ahead. No, oh, I'll wait. No, no, no. You're no no, you're you're on a you're on a train. I'm jumping ahead. I need to learn to listen. It's fine. You're on a train. Go ahead. <laughs> and there's there's specific fonts for people with dyslexic uh Yes. I have heard this, yes. To, and other things to that nature. But the problem is it's locked behind a paywall for like educational and stuff like that and see there's something wrong with that that's not okay so forth. yeah yeah and I, and I agree i i feel like because you know it's it's not these people's faults that they have these you know particular needs um you know and and to and i actually so to be a little bit more clear like i can read usually just fine um i i have trouble reading sometimes if i'm like under pressure or, you know, and, and to some degree, I guess a little bit streaming a game that has a hard name is like streaming under pressure because I don't have time to sit there to pronounce the name. And, you know, but generally I can read. But yeah, putting certain things like special text um, or even special assistant programs, like that's not, you're making the, the accessibility worse. And it's really like, it because everybody, everybody is capable of being competent in some way. And, you know, I understand that, that you know, as always, like, you know, it, it costs money to develop programs and things like that and stuff. However, you know, it'd be nice to do it through like a donation where, um, like, for example, like voicemail or potatoes donation where. So you can, if you want to donate something, you can. Um, and I feel like that's where things like that should be um, under some kind of donation where, where it's, you know, it's there. You can you can totally get it. You can tr contribute to the project. But at the end of the day, you're you shouldn't be serving yourself. It should be serving the person that has the accessibility need. Um, now, a good example that I think I've seen of, of we could talk about even some good examples of accessibility needs and stuff is um, although I think I would definitely consider adding some stuff. Um, the game Sea of Thieves has some really good accessibility stuff. Um, it seems like they really care, the company Rare really cares about making sure that their game is playable by a lot of people. However, one of the things I think they could add is, um, this is kind of a, uh, case in point story. 
uh, one of the one of my server members in in my community. Um, he's uh. He's legally blind, but he's like partially, he's like partially blind, but he does, he plays video games like exceptionally well, actually, for somebody that's partially blind. And we had to do some, um, some parkour stuff and the lighting and the area that we were in, um, made it very difficult for him to kind of keep up with us a little bit, which I felt bad about. Like, we're not trying to speed run the, pu the puzzle or the, or the map or anything, but, um, I thought to myself, you know, it'd be, it would be nice if there was a way where like you can make like name tags bigger and brighter because what I ended up having to do was using a natural game element of the lantern that, that every pirate has, <clears throat> excuse me. And I held the lantern out in front of me and that was a big bright object for him to follow. And um, as well as also um, some of the jumping like distances, there should have been a feature that's like, okay, if you have trouble with you know, partially blindness. And again, this goes back to talking about like machine learning or some sort of thing where it's like, what accessibility do you deal with? Well, distance if you're partially blind, right? And I felt like it would have been nice if they could change the puzzle for just that person where it's like the that gap is like smaller or you run just slightly faster, jump just a little bit slightly higher than normal physics and stuff. Now, I understand that could be obviously like abused because the problem is, is you add accessibility, where's the balance with abusing it, at least in video games, um, yeah. in other, in other cases, it doesn't really matter. Um, these are just some of the things I've, I've been thinking about, you know, um, cause I, I'm, I'm an advocate for accessibility. I, I absolutely think that the world should be usable by everybody. Um, now there's probably a lot of technologies out there I don't know about, unless there's some you've heard about yourself, Cappy, but I don't know. What do you think about some of this? Everything should just be easily accessible and stuff or, and throw some stuff. I, in. I do agree with that as well. Like, I do think developers need to develop ways to give people more accessibility in games like easier times or mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Or like, like, say, for example, in Dark Souls 3, if you die too many times, I'll actually lower the difficulty or give you additional things, so on and mm -hmm. so forth. Um I think they could do that too as well. Maybe make it like client based where if you like it gives you a questionnaire like do you have a disability? So on mm -hmm. and so forth. Yeah. But I could also <laughs> understand where a person with disabilities doesn't want to be treated special or yeah, anything. Not like gonna that. say that too. Yeah, like, definitely. Like I, I'm a disabled person myself too. I actually am on the autism spectrum so on and so forth which is one of the reasons why i'm good at like gaming magic mm -hmm. the gathering uh, yeah. computing and so on and so forth because it gives you people with autism tend to have more capabilities if it's a straightforward kind of thing right like with gaming and so on and so forth there's mm -hmm. clear boundaries and stuff like that yeah um with magic the gathering yeah you have a list of rules but it gives you a clear and defined list of rules. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But whereas, like people with physical disabilities, that's kind of that's a little bit more challenging. I would imagine. I'm not a person with physical disability. Yeah. But you know, like visual disabilities or physical disabilities, like so on and so forth. I know that Microsoft released a. Um, yes, I think I want to talk about controller. 
Yeah, is like, it the like, is where, it where you customize yeah. the interface? Yeah, where you customize. So yeah. for those of you who don't, um, the, to just give it a little bit uh, more, it's where like it's a it's uh, individual controller parts and a special mm -hmm. board that it plugs into, and you can customize what control sets and stuff you have. Yeah, I thought that that was really cool, and I, I like I'm not disabled, but even I would want that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that looks really fun to use. Like I, I could, I could see a lot of things I could do. You could with do that. so much with it, even if, yeah. even if it was like open source. Imagine the possibilities. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, anyway, yeah. So go on. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I, I just think there's, there's a lot of things we can do with tech wise when it comes to that, mm -hmm. and it, it's still in its infancy and so on and so forth. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. So, it's crazy that that like that. The, it's in its infancy because I feel like, you know, disabilities are obviously, they're centuries old. Like, it's not a new thing. And technology has been around for, oh, Lord, since, since the first, like, Microsoft computer. Like, it's, you know, I feel like yeah. it's, unless it's just more of the, the advocacy for accessibility, maybe that's where it's, you know. Um, I, I think it's partially both. Um now we've we've improved leaps and bounds from like 20 oh, yeah. years ago like mm -hmm. in the early 90s not much was known about mental disabilities but yeah from like the early 2000s and like i want to say in the past 21 years we've mm -hmm. discovered more about autism and learning disabilities yeah. so on and so forth because mm -hmm. we've actually put research into it yeah Definitely. Um, but I mean, physical disabilities, that that's kind of hard to really cater to because mm -hmm. everybody's unique. Everybody's experiences. Are yeah. Unique. Yeah. And same goes with mental disabilities. Like mm -hmm. I'm a high functioning autism. I, I'm a high functioning autist. So yeah. it, it's, it's kind of hard to say like, okay, you know, I'm I'm different compared to one of my friends who also has autism. In fact, most of my friends actually have autism. Oh wow! Um, because we're all unique in our own perspective. Like definitely, I'm I'm good at showing compassion and understanding, whereas my good friend, who I went to college with and stuff like that, has a hard time understanding that. Yeah. Whereas the next person just doesn't go, doesn't understand it at all. Yeah. Like social definitely. cues, physical yeah, cues, and I, stuff like that. I, being dyslexic, uh, and it's it's funny, it's it's interesting. Um, and, and I don't I don't care if we even stay on subject or not. I think this is just interesting. <laughs> yeah. just, uh, I don't care. If it, uh, we're kind of doing this as like for those of you know we're kind of changing the morning metro a little bit to just be like more like talk show based stuff a little bit i mean we can definitely cover articles obviously but i just wanted to like yeah. kind of talk about this in, in general because i've always wanted to make a video about this but i felt like there are certain things that are just better and just a live discussionary format rather than in a pre-recorded stuff so um you know i so me being dyslexic, social cues are a huge, I feel like are really difficult to pick up, especially online. In fact, actually, I want to finish listening to this. I was listening to the Art of Manly podcast a little bit last night and it was talking about partially, uh, it was talking about um, how to uh, communicate through text in a digital age. And I, um, you know, like, for example, there was a story where uh, this guy was texting his girlfriend and he, like, uh, he said something and she goes... 
uh, I guess so are we through? And he's like, I guess so. Well, she thought that they were through in their relationship. Until he showed up the next day at their at her door, and he goes, "So are we good? To, are we good to go on our date?" She's like, "I thought we were through." Yes, I, and he's like, "Yeah, I thought we were through with our argument." And she's just like, "Oh, <laughs> like ouch." Um, but uh, I I say this uh, with social cues and and stuff because it's just something that I have difficulty dealing with. Um, but for for tasking things, um, and I I've had like I. You know, being dyslexic, I, I look at, like, computers and stuff very differently. Um, I can usually... I don't genuinely have to read a manual. I can usually just go at it and immediately know how... Like, almost by osmosis somehow, or just some divine ability, be able to know how to use something. Um, but then there's, like, certain case edge cases where, like, uh, the other day I had to change my Facebook password, and Facebook's interface has just gotten more and more horrible. Like, I think we can all agree it's just pure hot garbage. And I was trying to figure out where do you enable 2FA or where do you enable or where do you change your password? And I'm like, and I'm sitting there feeling kind of stupid because like I've, I've gone through interfaces and just did not understand what I was looking at. And especially um, it gets more complicated when you're talking about um, software licensing. The licensing process with things is really difficult. Like uh, I have a plugin that I use for FL Studio called the uh, Fresh Air plugin and it has to be ordinarily you, you have to install this software called iLock and then you have to have an iLock dongle to plug into your computer to authorize the software. Well, there's a way to do it through a cloud-based way of of activating it. So I had to but like I had to watch a tutorial because I just simply could not understand how to activate it. And I feel like when the user is pushed to having to do Google searching on how to use something, there's something wrong, even if it's not an accessibility issue. And just that's a bad user experience as a whole. No, I I do agree. Like I I am I know we're getting a little bit off subject. Of no, it's like fine. What, I mean, this is what, what this is. To... <laughs> no, this is this is what this show is for: is to just meander like how we want. Like this is yeah. just to talk about stuff. It's good. Like I, I like two factor authentication, especially with physical keys. Um, I actually have one set up myself and stuff like that because mm-hmm. uh, I'm a huge proprietor of like security matters. Yeah first and foremost when it comes to an operating system mm-hmm. and i actually set up my own yubikey years ago and i've been using it ever since mm. um but i i just like that interface like you just plug something in and unlocks automatically and stuff like that yeah just because definitely. i'm lazy and i don't want to enter anything <laughs> yeah um um go on yeah go ahead but but i i enjoy like the concept of 2fa and two-factor authentication and and so on and so forth like yeah it's just just like i just like don't setting those things up and i just enjoy it so yeah um so yeah i it's it's always interesting but yeah i would love to see um i would love to see things try to get better as far as like i mean there's there's definitely things that are they're getting better um the one thing yeah. that actually did annoy me a little bit when I was uh, setting up for a stream today or for the talk show and stream today, um, I don't know why, but for some reason, like OBS's idea of cr- of window cropping is also bad in my opinion because it's like I w- yeah. like I'm trying to like 
shift and this goes again a little bit talking about uis i was trying to shift the window and it's like i couldn't get it I, my ocd is kicking in and i couldn't get it exactly <laughs> like the exact pixel that i wanted and i was like why can't i just crop in the application why i have to crop it in the software you know like that would have been super nice with things um or like um you know it's uh so i use a stream deck i have two of them um because one i'm I'm super nerdy, and two because I outgrew the 15 key, and actually I have a user interface problem. My microphone is blocking my my stream deck, which is super annoying. So I'm gonna actually move it over so I can kind of like look at it and talk about it more. Uh, <laughs> I have a user interface, and it's not even someone's fault; it's my fault. Um, so uh, you know, stream deck is is a really like powerful like macro key um, software, and uh, there's been some case some cases where it's like to change the feature of a of a stream deck you have to like pick i guess which stream deck you want to edit then you have to pick which profile you want and i had this idea um and i don't i don't think i don't think stream deck's gonna do this i would love if they did but i had this idea of like what if it showed both stream decks you had and you just click the one you want and then it just shows whatever profile you're in and you just and then there's just only one drop down for the profile switching and then you would hit like escape and it would go back to showing two stream decks um and editing that would be so much easier but also too you know i'm used to a lot of um like broadcast professional broadcast video switchers and certain colors meant certain things so like if a if a um button is green it's not live it's red if it's red it is live and so <clears throat> because i'm used to that broadcasting interface type thing i actually went through and made my own custom interface that it clearly defines and tells me which scene I'm in, like for example, um, those of you who are listening by audio, I'm in what's called the mid scene where it shows me and Cappy side by side. Um, and so there's just like little conveniences, but I love, like, I, I would love to actually even see phones and computers that let you build out your own interface that's understandable to you. Yeah, would, I, I do agree with that. That would like, be cool. I think, I think that would be amazing. Like maybe, uh, I, I could see the difficulty of developing it though, like because you have to it, it make an lots of, yeah yeah because you have to make an you have to make someone has to make the UI and then someone else has to be able to play with it yeah I could <laughs> okay I could see where that yeah I could definitely see the the drawbacks but anyway continue <laughs> but like one one thing about like people with autism and stuff like that I me personally I get overwhelmed by a complicated UI yeah and so I do so too a little bit it's like a sensory overload I know what that feels like yeah. yeah yeah and it, it's just difficult like maintaining like the calmness and stuff like that for like everyday life and so on and so mm -hmm. forth because mm -hmm. i have like anxiety depression adhd Ugh. autism <laughs> <I'm> in danger <laughs> oh, yeah yeah no definitely and, and it, it, it's just really hard to keep that balance of like calm and peace and happiness right. and so on and so forth things are straightforward but, and to the point basically yeah i mean yeah prime example at social cues like the the other day at work um i had i had one of my coworkers come up and and i was asking him like we we had a ball thread lock uh thread locker uh -huh. and i asked him like hey where does this go uh -huh. now he responded where do the screws go to you, what does that mean? Uh, 
he doesn't seem to understand that you don't know where a particular thing goes, I guess. Like, do you think that was a question or a statement? If I feel like that's kind of a question. But then I also feel like that's an insultatory like statement almost. So to him, it was a statement like put them with uh, where the screws go. Oh. But to me, it was like, where do the, it was a question. Where do the screws go? Um, yeah. I, and I was, I was thinking to myself, like, are you stupid? <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah. not to insult him or anything. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, for what sure. What does he mean? Like, where do the screws go? I'm like, yeah. okay. I think also, uh, I think also another accessibility thing that I deal with is, um, I have trouble with very loud noises. Um, I will jump here. I will jump. Um, in fact, one time my mom said to me that when I was still like, you know, a baby and it hadn't been born yet, something happened where there was a loud like bang or pop and she felt me like jump in her belly. Like I've mm -hmm. like, that's crazy that I was able to even pick that up. But um, what the reason why I say this is because there was a particular, well, there's been, there's been, there's been particular instances um, but this one in particular was very, uh, very uh, apparent to me. I was playing Warframe, and there was a scene where you get a radio transmission, and uh, there was a visual thing on the screen that now I don't deal. I don't have the, um, and I forget what it's called. I don't have the thing where somebody gets, they see a certain amount of colors and they get a seizure, but I do deal with certain color patterns that do hurt my eyes. And furthermore, I'm very sensitive to certain frequencies. And I went, as I went to um, go uh, listen to that, the frequency that that scene had literally almost made me feel sick. Like, I actually had to look away from the screen after that scene because it was so, like, visually, like, audibly terrible and visually too much. And, you know, I understand that maybe, like, the, for the game developer, they're like, oh, that's not a big deal for us, you know, whatever. Uh, but for me, that was too much, you know? And, and I feel like sometimes some of these developers go into these, um, into these things not thinking about how um uh uh still um some of these game developers may not always thinking about how the result is because they don't know who's going to be playing their game and so it's always you know i feel like you should go into anything that someone's going to use and be like how is this person going to react you know no and i i do agree like um like with loud bangs and stuff like that oh gosh yeah. i i i actually hate fourth of july like, yeah i can I, understand I, it yeah the I fireworks do going not up like yeah. fireworks. it yeah, gives me a it. panic attack every single time oh. like it's, it's just horrible oh. so um i used to love fireworks like when i was younger and stuff like oh, yeah. that but just getting just more sensitive recently, as you get older like, yeah mm. yeah and it, and crowded crowded places like amusement parks, theaters, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I sensory can't even go to a, anymore. Sensory overload is a very real thing. It's really yeah. interesting. Um, and 
like being in like discord calls is like like discord calls with over 15 people or whatever oh my gosh <laughs> yeah oh yeah. that's not a user interface thing that's just life in general but um yeah. you know i i know that like a lot of video games usually have a warning and you know be like this this is gonna be you know this this might affect some people who deal with whatever but what if you don't deal with whatever but you still have a you know a sensory issue to things you know um yeah exactly um but like when we were shopping for my desk at ikea i was just anxious i was just i just wanted to get in and out oh wow but but we had to get like several things for my sister and mm -hmm. um my parents who are redoing their kitchen and i was just like yeah i i need i need a place to be quiet, calm yeah. down, and stuff like that. <laughs> I can't that. stand people sometimes. I'm gonna be super real. Um, I guess to kind of help with the subject a bit, what is what is some good examples of good user interfaces that were like this is excellent, like they nailed it. I think it's be I think it's good to talk about like the positives of of good things we've seen of user interfaces or just experiences in general. I think I think personally, Windows 10 had a really good user interface. Um. Mac OS, believe it or not, I think has a really intuitive interface. Yeah, in I definitely believe it. Belief. No, I believe it. I believe it, yeah. Um, especially for people who are computer illiterate and are like a grandmother, grandfather, and stuff like that. It's just it's, it's just really a shame that the operating system is completely locked to their own ecosystem. Yeah. Because I think I think if people could just load it up on any computer and mm -hmm. stuff like that i think it would be amazing because because one thing apple has has really going for them is that they put research into it and stuff like that mm -hmm. yeah and they they knew what was wrong with the windows operating system and apple knew what was wrong with uh their operating system and so on and so forth which is one of the reasons why I think Windows 11 is going to be a really good interface once they work out the kinks. Interesting. Um, like I'm, I'm enjoying it like a, a lot. Like I'm honestly surprised on how intuitive it is. And you're making how me want to like. I wouldn't do it, but you're making me want to like just drop the insider bill i mean obviously i i have to do i can't be dealing with edge you know edge bleeding edge stuff because of what i do yeah. um but it, it'd be really i don't or maybe i'll just throw up a vm or something and just run it inside that i guess uh just install windows 10 on un, unlicensed and and uh then upgrade to windows insider or something but well i um, think you have to have a license for it what? if i recall correctly because it's the oh, no. insider belt. It's only it's only available for people who purchased Windows 10. So oh man, that sucks. <laughs> um, I mean, just just buy a CD key off of like a CD key is a is a website you can get to yeah. get stuff from. Yeah. Um, I think another really good one of uh user interfaces is I guess I've always felt like my Android phone, especially Samsung, really Samsung really nails it with uh user interfaces. Going from my Note four to my s10e while was a slight learning curve i learned it very quickly and i was able to adapt like i know where most things are and i also i love this you can search for a setting and now granted you could do that in android 6 but like the search feature in in uh android 11 
is super nice. Oh, Android 12, I'm excited about it because it's actually going to um, adapt the color scheme or whatever to whatever your like background and current setup is of your phone. Like there's so many new, like really cool interface stuff that I'm just like, give it to me now. Like this is so cool. Um, so you mean my my phone that's currently one of my uh, Magic Gathering decks, Thraxamundar. It's going to be orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Like it's act that's what they're aiming for. Um, but I really like the the look and feel of um of how uh my my Android phone you know feels and stuff as far as as an, as an interface is concerned. And um yeah, I I also like that I can put more like icons on the desktop which is cool i have a specific page i can just look at my background obviously but um yeah i'm 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 actually looking at windows 10 pro keys right now and you mean windows 11 Google pro keys and, uh no windows 10 because windows 11 hasn't released oh, just yet just yet um, but the cheapest one i found on cd key is like 27 bucks that's not bad i don't i'll yeah. still i'll still wait for it to um to come up uh you know something actually i just think about like good good examples of user interfaces the the age old i know it sounds crazy the age old timeless uh guitar amp i love that guitar amps yeah. are always easy most of the time unless they're like a a hybrid okay so hybrid guitar amps actually kind of suck a little bit because um i had a um i had a pv amp i forget what what its model was but it was one of the ones where like well one it wouldn't remember some of the settings for some reason on the amp but two like to jump through to try to figure out how you jump through certain um uh certain settings was always awkward but if it's just a straight up tube amp i love like the um i love how it's just like volume and the treble bass and mid and you're and that's it and maybe an overdrive channel and that's it like just it's it's like it's just i know it sounds like the most simple thing but i really love when it's just like yes instant satisfaction um or like some some guitar pedals have really good like simple i mean obviously they're supposed to be because they're 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 meant for performers a performer doesn't have time to sit there and think about stuff um actually i hate to um uh i hate to think i hate to like bring up in a bad example but uh boss tone studio for their uh sy300 synthesizer pedal is probably one of the most like clunky unexplained zero tutorial user interface i've ever seen and i've wasted yeah. hours trying to figure out how to use it and i still don't understand and i and i've even like physically used it and the dials and things that I think it should adjust or do, like there's certain, um, there's like certain presets that people have made. But the problem is there's no explanation video about how the preset is made. All there is is just demo videos. Be like, yeah, man, here's this like awesome demo of like this thing. <laughs> oh, does it sound awesome? Like, yeah, man. And I'm just like, but how did you build it? Because I want to make it too. What if I want to change it? And then it's like, if you change the, um, if you change something, you might break the entire effect altogether. Like, hello? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, but I, I would have to say the worst um, user interface that I've came across. Oh, wow. There's there's actually a lot. There's a lot, um, yeah. It, it's not easy. Lenovo, if you're going to listen to this, 
freaking change your MTSRA portal. Holy crap, that's one of the worst so what is user interfaces so what what is that i don't i don't even know what that is um so it's basically for people who work in it like at an enterprise solution or an educational solution where Mm -hmm. you enter in like what's wrong with the computer and send it back to lenovo or like the manufacturer okay Um, basically it's a warranty claim portal oh holy crap it is so it is you said so warranty. freaking clunky as all get out. Oh, uh, you said clunky uh, warranty, and I was just like, oh, yes, basically the classic and humble RMA uh, form. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, pretty yes. much. <laughs> and it, it is such a headache to go through. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, I, like, it looks like something from the early 90s to 2000s. Oh, wow. Like, update it. Update it, please. <laughs> Yeah, um, but, I was trying to talk about like good interfaces, but I guess bad interfaces is cool too, since we can't think of a lot of good interfaces, which tells you there's really something wrong with this world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but no, no. Honestly, I think I think Windows 11 is on the right track. Microsoft's on the right track. Um, but micro, uh, but Apple. I absolutely love Apple for its easy interface for mm-hmm. people who are computer illiterate and stuff like that. Yeah. Windows 10. Or Windows is starting to catch up to Apple. I mean, to hmm. to be perfectly honest, like I'm wow. I'm not I'm not trying to like say it's a copy when it's exactly not a copy. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I mean it, it's still Windows at its core what it's yeah. trying to do. Yeah. Um. What I'm actually hoping for is, and this is something I really wish uh, Microsoft would be more attentive to is. Uh, how audio devices are handled because they're actually garbage right now and it's terrible. So like I have, and I don't know why Chrome does this. I don't know what is controlling this. I don't know if this is a Chrome thing or Windows thing. Something either in Chrome or Windows keeps turning up my line in input to 100% when I want it down to 80. And like Mm -hmm. if you do, like if an update installs on Windows, some audio device somewhere is actually going to get broken. Like, I don't know how it happens, but it always does. And audio for, especially for somebody who does like composing sound design, like I do, um, dealing with like bit rates and like certain libraries or whatever, Windows or the application that runs in Windows just screams bloody murder. Like it's just, I, I've had FL just crash because there was too many, there was too much MIDI information. Um, and I have, I've had to bounce down stuff to smaller like um to just straight up waveforms or um i have a glitch right now where a uh, voice meter potato likes to make a snapping glitch sound in my ear when i'm not when i all when all i'm doing is playing a video game and i'm and i am not pegging anything at 100 percent. like just these simple little things um again user experience um i wish was better so <laughs> i hope this will be not an issue um i also side note i don't like linkedin's settings about their menus are very confusing descriptions descriptions on user interfaces are bad like they're like my uh i knew somebody who was trying to set up a linkedin and we're and i was reading through the um 
is reading through the descriptions of it. And I sat there and even I had to sit there and think about what the wording of it was like, you know, communications or like data collection or other stuff. And I'm just and I'm sitting there thinking, what does that mean again in English, please? Yeah. You know, um, so I don't know. I I don't have anything else. Like I don't really have anything else to discuss. But I just thought it would just be I just thought it'd be a fun subject about you know talking about things that we've experienced. Um, you know, Leo said in chat here that like UX and UI design is really annoying both the designer and the developer and to users. Um, yeah, it's there's never going to be like one perfect interface because everybody thinks it's always it's always going to be different or something or another. Um, I don't know. I guess. To try to end a positive, I guess it'd just be nice if there was more like case studies or more surveys from from the taken from the users about how people um want their interfaces to be built, you know, and getting a wide range. You know, we talked about a little bit earlier about, you know, asking the user at the start of a video game, hey, do you deal with anything? And if so, what is it? Um yeah. so uh yeah, I don't know unless there's anything else from chat that they want to um, discuss, but I'm kind of like, I don't know if I have anything else I want to, any other edge case examples or anything else we can throw into this, but oh man, those developers. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess I'll kind of bring this show to a close. Uh, and it was kind of, I was trying to go for an hour, but ended up being 40 minutes, but I guess that's all right. Maybe next week we're, I'm sure, again, this is just trying a new format and making things, you know, work and stuff and we'll probably figure it out as we go i'll probably maybe we'll throw in some articles next time see how to kind of help flesh out the things a bit here but um for those of you that are listening via audio thank you we appreciate you and we love you so much and we'll be back hopefully next week this is going to be hopefully a consistent thing we're going to try to also get uh gertron on here i there's a group message that we're both in and I was like, what days can I get both of you in here? But then that also means, ah, yeah. yes, but that also means I have to design a new scene, which means make a new user interface so that all three of us can <laughs> sit, fit in one thing. Thank you, Discord. Discord's actually terrible for video chatting. Like, it's, yeah, oh, gosh, I just broke, yeah, like, I just broke a thing. Like, I just clicked on his, on Cappy's thing, and then it, like, double-stacked us, and if you have three people, it, like, triples, this is weird, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Uh, anyway, um... Thank you guys so, so much. And we'll uh, see you next week for episode of the Morning Metro. Also, also, real quick, I forgot to mention this. Or before I forget to mention this, the Morning Metro does have an email. So if you want to send us things to talk about as like a discussionary uh, thing, you can email us at uh, themorningmetro at gmail.com. That's themorningmetro at gmail.com. And uh, we look forward to maybe hearing something from you guys. Until then. Have, a rest of, have an awesome rest of your week. And for those of you that are on stream, stick around. We're going to play some video games and stuff and hang out. Uh, and yeah, so thank you. And we'll catch you all soon. Bye.